News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Macias Show. This is your host, Luke Macias. Welcome back for our second episode. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you who listened to the first episode, which was our conversation with Jeff Younger. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for just the traction that that got, how many of you shared that story and helped it spread. Just to give you a quick update, and, and by the way, if you haven't listened to that first episode, I would really encourage you to go listen to it. Trust me, it will be more beneficial than than this episode will be. It's just an amazing story and something that I think Texans have to hear. Um, Glenn Beck picked up the story and shared it. Ben Shapiro picked up the story and shared it. Uh, even, even more so, I'm very grateful for Eric Erickson. I think he was the first um, larger national stage to pick up that story and share it. Um, with a broader audience. And I think that was incredibly helpful to getting it out to, to more people. But, you know, people did not believe that there could be a father in Texas whose six-year-old son is being transitioned into being a woman without his permission, without his consent. Um, Jeff's ex-wife began transitioning his son, James, when before he was three. And uh, that battle has has been raging on for the last three to four years. And so um, I was honored and humbled to be able to bring that story to so many of you. And if you haven't listened to it again, please go listen to it. If you have, I just want to ask you real quickly to go back and share it with people who you know and people across the nation. Because as I said at the end of that podcast, if you think this is just happening in Texas, you're fooling yourself. It's happening to children all across the United States of America. And in some cases, it's Jeff's situation where one parent is consenting and the other parent is opposing it. But unfortunately, there are situations in this nation where both parents are encouraging uh, the mutilation, manipulation of their own children, and yet it's being allowed. So we've got to got to be aware of what's going on and, and how to engage in the battle. If you're in Texas, I'd pray that you would share it with your pastors. Um, I had forgotten to share it with a couple of my pastors. So this Sunday uh, at church, I was able to meet with them and let them know about the podcast and share it with them and have good conversations with them around the subject. Um, So anyways, please share it with people you know. Um, That being said, let's get into uh, this week's episode. And I want to kind of take some time to explain to you the format of what the Luke Messiah show is going to be. So we're going to be a weekly podcast and we are going to switch off weeks. So one week, which was last week, is going to be an interview. And the next week is just going to be a general quick update on things going on in Texas politics. We will touch on national politics as well, um, but we'll try to talk about them from a Texas perspective. Um, We've got great congressmen like Chip Roy, Dan Crenshaw, Ron Wright that are in coming freshman and I think doing a fantastic job, Van Taylor. And so we have a real opportunity, and especially with Chip Roy and, and Dan Crenshaw, I think grabbing a larger national stage as soon as they got there to Washington, D.C., and really commanding some of the issues and uh, driving a lot of the narratives that our larger conservative movement is talking about. So I think we'll have an opportunity to touch on national issues, but really more from a Texas perspective. And then we'll also focus on what's going on here in the Lone Star State. And so for those of you who are here, um, I think it's a great opportunity for you to be kept up to speed on on all the goings on. Raj Schaefer is not joining us this morning. I want to give you a little bit of his background so you understand who will be regularly hosting this show with me. Um, 
So Raz runs mycampaigncoach.com. That's one of his things. He, he's a man of many mysteries. He also built my uh, built my coffee table and gave that to me as a, as a gift. So he's a woodworker. He has run a podcast that has some of the best content out there for people who are looking at running a campaign. It's called My Campaign Coach. He's run that podcast for a number of years. He's also involved in um, you know campaign software and other ventures. He also works in DC um, with other conservative organizations and people. And so Raz brings a unique perspective. He's a Hillsdale uh, graduate, which means that he's significantly more learned than myself. And he's somebody who I'm really grateful um, that he's decided to come on and join us. So that being said, that is who Raz is. He is not here this week, but he will be with us in the coming weeks. And just want you to understand his background and why I asked him to be on this show with me. So like I said, one week will be an interview. The next week will be a quick update. So this week is that update. So let me get right into that. Now, um, this last week in Texas politics, we had quite a few things going on, but the biggest thing was the property tax reform package that was rolled out by Dennis Bonin, Dan Patrick, and Governor Abbott. Let me stop for a second to explain to you just how big of a deal it was that all three major leaders in the state of Texas agreed on something. This is a big deal because in sessions past, Joe Strauss, who was one of the most liberal Republicans in our state, um, did not agree with our governor and lieutenant governor on much of anything, let alone property taxes. So um, it was incredibly encouraging to so many conservatives who saw these three men standing arm in arm behind a property tax reform package, and they made it very clear in their messaging that this was not going to be a session where the three of them were going to be largely divided on these big issues, that they are all coming at this from a perspective that property taxes must be reined in and they have to take steps to do so, which was not the case last session. So incredibly encouraging. One of the things I think this session might end up being a testimony to, to be honest, is just how much of an obstructionist and tyrant Joe Strauss was because Dennis Bonin has a less Republican legislature than Joe Strauss had. And if this property tax reform package passes, you will see that the votes were always there to pass this conservative legislation. Uh, there, We just had a liberal leader that would keep those votes from ever occurring and wouldn't allow that legislation to even see the light of day because of his own ideological leanings and his own desire for government to continue to grow. So that being said, what is the property tax reform package that we're looking at. So we have Senate Bill 2 and House Bill 2. The House author is Dustin Burroughs, who's the chairman of Ways and Means, and the Senate Bill author is Paul Betancourt. This legislation is going to do a couple things, but the biggest thing is that it takes the rollback rate from 8% to 2.5%. Now, what is the rollback rate? At the end of the day, if a city or a county or a school district increases your um taxes above a certain amount, there is a rollback election, which means that in order to raise your tax bills X percent, they need to get your permission first. And for cities and counties, that's currently 8%. This moves that to two and a half percent, basically saying that if you as a city or a county want to raise your citizenry's taxes above two and a half percent, then you simply have to get them to vote on it. Of course, local governments are going to continue to complain about this. It's also worth pointing out that this legislation is not even talking about lowering your property taxes, and yet all of the tax collectors are incredibly outraged that we would even think about saying we can take less 
of more of your money. I know that sounds weird, but that's literally the debate happening. And yet you see so many local officials decrying this legislation as something that's tying their hands. We're telling them they can keep taking all the money they're taking and even more. They just have to get your permission if they're going to increase your taxes above two and a half percent. One of the cool parts of this legislation is, is that it also renames the effective tax rate to the no new tax rate. And that just gets into semantics. But at the end of the day, local officials constantly try to hide behind whether or not they are raising your taxes. Because for those of you in Texas, you understand that when your appraisals go up, your local governments don't actually increase the tax rate. They just don't decrease it enough so that your taxes continue to rise. And this means that the effective tax rate is now called the no new tax rate, which is the rate at which they would have to decrease the tax rate in order to not take any more of your taxes. And if they do not do that, they are now above what we call the no new tax rate in Texas. So these are some great parts of this legislation. I will say that uh, many Texans do want property tax relief, not only reform. And some legislators did come out and recognize that. I thought Matt Krause um, had a great post. Matt Krause is a state representative from Fort Worth, one of the most conservative legislators in the Texas House, also a member of the House Freedom Caucus. But on Facebook, he posted, and I just thought I'd read this for y'all real quick. And he said, and I quote, as, we, as was mentioned today, this is a great first step on the road to addressing property tax woes. These are some great reforms, and the next step will be to offer a plan that offers property tax relief. We can and must do both, but a lot to be excited about today. Now let's get this done. I think that's sentiment that most Texans can agree with. And again, I just want to reiterate the fact that all three of what we call the big three, the House Speaker, the Lieutenant Governor, the Governor, being on the same page regarding this sends a huge message to just how different the Texas House of Representatives seems to be this legislative session. There is one thing I want to hit on before we close today, and that is the fact that one of the things that's continued to be said over the last several weeks as we started this legislative session is that all the chambers will be focusing on property tax reform and relief and school finance reform. And this is something that was made very clear just a couple days after the, in fact, I think it was the day after the legislative session started with Dan Patrick and Dennis Bonin and Greg Abbott all being on the lawn of the governor's mansion saying, we intend to focus on property tax relief, reform, and school finance reform. Now, these two are great things. But one of the things that has conservatives somewhat concerned is whether or not the message is that these are things we will focus on, or the message is these are the only things we will focus on. And I do think it's important for Texans to say that during a time where a majority Republican House and Senate have convened for five months every two years to do the work of the people of Texas, there are other issues to address. We have the issue of life, at the end of the day, with the state of New York um, trying to pass, well, passing laws that allow even abortion after a child is born, which, by the way, at some point, it's not an abortion, okay? So if you're going to continue to end the life of a child after that child is born, you're no longer even aborting that child, which we know is ending the life of that child. You're forcibly ending the life of a child outside the womb, and I don't see how in this day and age we can even talk about that continuing to be an abortion. Uh, an abortion procedure, but it is according to the state of New York. And so in Texas, the question is whether or not we will answer the cries of the unborn that continue to ring out. And for those of us who know that that those individuals are human beings, um, it's something worth protecting. And I think that many Texans are a little concerned when they're not hearing that. That being said, 
the governor does have his state of the state. And I do think that he will not only be asking the legislature to address property tax reform, relief, and school finance reform. The hopes is that he also brings in other issues to address as well. We have election issues. We have a phenomenally conservative elections committee in the House and a strong state affairs committee in the Senate that I think are both committed to election reform. That's something that you can be excited about. We also have the fact that Texas is not the most pro-gun state. Um, One of the things that Uh, at least a fact I hear, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I kind of hope it's true. Everyone always says that half of all guns in the United States of America are owned in Texas. Again, I don't know if that's true. I hope it is, but that doesn't mean that we are the most pro-gun state. Just because we have more guns than everybody else doesn't mean our laws protect your Second Amendment as much as they're protected in other states. And we do have to ask ourselves why the state of Vermont who has a United States Senator named Bernie Sanders, have stronger Second Amendment protections than the state of Texas. I think that's something that should concern us, and I think it's something that we should ask the legislature to continue to expand. Our Second Amendment rights are not to be infringed upon, and it's something that they can work on during this next legislative session. Also, you have things like the teacher retirement system, things like property rights. Dwayne Burns and Senator Lois Kolkhorst, Representative Dwayne Burns and Senator Lois Kolkhorst are both working on property tax uh, or property rights legislation that I think is going to be a real opportunity to reform some of our eminent domain laws. Keep your eyes out for those. And then we also have the advanced directives laws in Texas. We have laws in Texas that allow for a doctor to place a do not resuscitate order on you against your will and against the will of your loved ones. And I want you to think about that for a second. Um, You could have a doctor come up to you and place a do not resuscitate order on you with your wife by your side saying, I do not want that. But if that hospital has determined that the quality of life that you will live, if you are to survive, will not be worth living, they do not have to provide you life-saving treatment. It's something that most Texans don't know even happens, but it is happening in the Lone Star State. And it's something that we can work on during this next legislative session. So yes, property taxes are a big issue. Yes, school finance reform is a huge issue that we'll get to tackle, but we also have the issue of life. We have our Second Amendment rights. We have property rights legislation. We have the advanced directives. We have elections reform. And I hope that what we see out of our lawmakers during this next legislative session is a willingness to not only tackle the two largest issues facing our state, but also so many other issues that the Republican Party platform calls to address and that conservative Texans demand be addressed. At the end of the day, I want to end with a quote from Abraham Kuyper. He was a prime minister of the Netherlands in the early 1900s. And at the end of the day, most of us who are engaged in some form in the political process are uh, motivated by something. And I think this quote kind of sums up one of my main motivations, which is, and I quote, when principles that run against your deepest convictions begin to win the day, then battle is your calling and peace has become sin. I say again, when principles that run against your deepest convictions begin to win the day, then battle is your calling and peace has become sin. We are privileged to be able to engage in the battle here in the great state of Texas. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemacias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke 
Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much and God bless.